I need to talk to you about something. What? Your... Hang on, hang on. My window's not... Hang on. Let me just get this headphone. Okay. okay. We're good. Okay. Sorry. All good? All I needed good. to see you or I can't engage with no, you. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I've got to talk to you about your not spawny for last week. Okay. I can't remember what it was, but it hit me. It was a cheeky tiki. Cheeky tiki! Yeah, it was a tequila brand. Yep. You very loudly and proudly <laughs> referred to it as Casamingos. Did I? Yep. Casamingos Blanco Tequila. Okay. Something dear listeners do know is that you and I take it in turns editing the podcast. Yeah. Something that they perhaps mightn't know is there's a whole process with uploading the episode and then putting in the episode blurb and then adding all the links to our not sponsored in the notes. Last week, it was my turn to do this. Of course, I have to put in the link to the not sponsored and I Google Revs's Casamingos Blanco Tequila because I don't drink. So I had no idea what it was. Couldn't find it. Do you know why I couldn't find it? Is it not called Casamingos? It's not called Casamingos. <laughs> it's called Casamigo, as in House of Friends. Ah, yeah. Ah, makes way more sense. So, dear <laughs> listeners, it's called Casamigo, not Casamingos, in case you were down the rabbit hole of trying to find this fucking tequila that does not actually Look, exist. Don't throw shade at my dyslexia, one. <laughs> and two, I'm sure you found the link and put the correct one in the show notes. Ovi. So what's the problem? I just wanted to school you publicly. <laughs> you to pull me up on my pronunciation of the best tequila in town. Correctamundo. Um, sidebar, not that you'll care, but people will. I've got a great midweek at-home cocktail for you if you like tequila. Oh, are we leaping straight We're to leaping not spunny? S- it's not a not spunny, it's just a vibe, you know? Like, I've been loving the vodka sodas lately. Yep. But, you know, vodka, too many nights a week. <laughs> you know, you start to get a malaise. Well, your liver is like, help me. Oh, my liver's been help me for years. Anyway, I am now vibing on, like, fill up your cup with ice, have a shot of tequila. Casamigos. <laughs> and then soda and fresh lime. It's a vibe. Cool. Yeah. I know you don't care, but you, you, what you can't hear is the thousands of DLs cheering, cheering from their cars and their walks. Like, yes, yes, Revs. That's what I'm drinking at cocktail hour tonight. I'm off to buy some Casamigo. Casamigo. Yes. That sounded Italian. I'm butchering it. Let's just let, let's just leave it be. Tequila. Clooney tequila. Should we get to the episode? Yes. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host... Revs. 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 Hey, I'm running out of ways to counter your every week the same intro. I know. Like, I feel like I need to offer something fresh every week. I've run out of ideas. It's very fitting for us with me being predictable Pauline or consistent Cassandra. Okay. And you being Rogue Revs. <laughs> rogue Revs. It works. I'll take it. Yeah. Own I'll it. I'll take it. There was a time when I was reliable Revs. I know. And you were Juggernaut Jim. <laughs> you know, there was a time when you were like... The one with the crazy life and not got your shit together and can't handle anything. And I was like the prefect. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> we talked about this. You peaked in high school. No, no, no. Even after high school. Yeah. You, you did continue um, to, I'd say, plateau from peaking in high school. <laughs> plateau. 
And now you've just slid down a bit of a slippery slope. And my star is... No, I'm kidding. On the rise. <laughs> On the rise. Oh, I hate myself. I did my eyebrows in a hurry today. Oh, dear. They look great from what I can see. I'm sick of slobby me mm, in lockdown. Oh, my God. Today, I was like, Jem, you have to get out of your three-day-old pajamas. Yes, you do. Do you know what's gone down the toilet? My skincare routine. Oh, no, you can't do that. Well, it's because I'm not wearing makeup yeah. at all. Yeah. So I wake up. With a clean face, yep. go through the day. Don't do my skincare routine at night because I realise that my skincare routine is tied in with the removal yes. of makeup. Yep. So because there's no makeup application happening, yeah. I'm no longer doing my beauty routine. Oh, girl. No, this is the time to like mask and, you know, do extra routines. And I think that this is the biggest marker of this lockdown this time is that people are like, I am not going slobby. Yes. I'm not doing it. I'm not ordering 17 sets of loungewear having greasy hair for two weeks. I'm actually going to pull myself together because it's the only way you can feel normal. Yes, but with all the time that I have at home, why did I rush my eyebrows? Oh, I don't know. I can't answer that for you. (laughs) An eyebrow specialist I saw once said, if you don't have time to do your eyebrows, don't do them at all. The underlying message was, so make time. Because no one wants to be seen in public without done eyebrows. Talk talk to me why it's such a chore for you. Like, what what do you need time for to do your eyebrows? I find showering a chore. Okay, yeah. Look at my dehydrated, straw-looking hair today. Yeah, it looks great from where I am. Don't lie to me. It does. Look at the ends. It looks a little dry. It looks like cacti could thrive on the ends of my hair. (laughs) Oh, look, you're growing a cactus flower. (laughs) Something I will say is a bonus for me, aside from putting a face on today, is that I've noticed that my exercise has gone up. Yes. Because it's like, well, I I better make the most of my one hour of exercise. But this is the thing. If you tell me to exercise Mm. outside of lockdown, I'm like, nah. (laughs) But if you tell me I have to stay home, I'm like, don't make me. (laughs) So I then go out. Like it just, it's reverse psychology. And it's head fuckery of the highest level. You have authority issues. Is that what it is? Yes, that's why you're a boss. That's why you work for yourself. You don't like being told what to do. I think you might be right. I know I'm right. (laughs) In lockdown, my fitness goes up because it's the same, same kind of thing. You're like, well, I better go out and get some fresh air. And oh, it's nice out here. And, oh, this is good. I should do this more often. And then you're like, oh, there's some perks to lockdown. And then you come back to the house and you're like, fuck this lockdown. <laughs> I hate lockdown. Yep. Don't we all? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we can, can we get really, can we get really real? Yep, let's do it. I, oh. I know it's so hard to find the words sometimes. Um, you can do this. I know. Well, it's only because this podcast is about you and me and authentically showing up, right? Yeah. And that's what we always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And truth be told, that's not what I've been doing the Mm. last few months. Revs has had some shit going on in her life. Yes. And even though she doesn't owe it to anyone to share anything, I think the struggle has been the dancing around it. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? It's a bit of an elephant in the room. And while we could continue as we've been, our dear listeners are on to us. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're on to you. Yeah. And it feels like the right time to bring it to the surface. Yeah. But only in the way that Revs feels comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not being wildly obtuse for the whole podcast. I've had a change of situation. And I'm in your family life, in my family life, and am currently navigating a separation. 
I don't really have language around it. That's okay. I don't, I'm not going to go into it, obviously, for respect for my family, but I just feel like showing up here every week on this podcast where we talk about being full-time working mums, which I still am yep. and always going to be full-time working mum, still a mum in every sense, but it's not the same situation as you anymore yeah and that has been our dynamic sorry I'm feeling a bit feeling a bit funny that's okay I guess I'm scared to to declare it because in one way it's like what am I doing by declaring it I get that I get how you can feel that way but also in the other way like I just want to be my authentic self here yeah and the community we've got around us and I think why people tune in every week is to be part of what you and I have and you know everything that's going on in my life and I guess I just want to be real in this space yeah and also I feel like it's worth pointing out as well that all the lols and the silliness like that is still authentic like that that none of that is projected or anything it's a lifeline I was gonna say this is an escape for you and we have fun and we're silly and we indulge in the dumb shit yeah because sometimes the realities of life can feel rough yeah just like when we started this podcast and people were like oh my god thank god full-time working mums that I can relate to I don't know maybe there's someone out there who's navigating this same path or is two years ahead of me or five years ahead of me or a year behind me and we can somehow you know find some truth and strength in each other because that's what this podcast is all about absolutely so that's where I'm going to leave that (laughs) for now yeah well said bestie (laughs) love you love you too okay I have something to pull you up on now what if you're going to pull me up on how I pronounce you know Come on, say it. Tequila. Say it. No, say the name. <laughs> say it. Say Casa it. Casamigos. Yay. You gave Boys to Men credit for all <sighs> my life. I pray for someone like you. And the entire world slid into the DMs. The text messages, everyone we knew rioted, sent us messages in all caps. Like it was a big oversight, not only to drop it in the pod, but then to not take it out in the edit. It was Casey and Jojo. I know. I think the awkward thing <laughs> was that I made such a meal about the fact that I couldn't remember the name of my favourite Favourite song. boys to men's song, <laughs> quote know. unquote. <laughs> I feel like a dick. You know, it was a landslide of DMs. <laughs> I was like, okay, I know, I get it. But Rebsy, just to play the Uno reverse card on oh, you. Fucking hell. It's what not now? like you picked it up either. <laughs> I wasn't there claiming to have a favourite voice to men song. But you jumped on a sing-along, okay? <laughs> hey, you can't stop me. If there's a sing-along trainer coming, I'm a jumping on. <laughs> Everyone's sliding into the DMs. I'm so sorry. We are deeply apologetic. We are not journalists. We're not journalists. We're not well-researched. We are... <laughs> A bag of contradictions. We're going to fuck up. We're going to say things wrong. But you know what? That's what we love about the potty. We're rough around the edges. We get it wrong. So I did an AMA last week. I saw that. On Instagram. And someone slid in and was like, thank you for the potty, blah, blah, blah. I've got a three-year-old and a one and a half-year-old and I feel like you're a guiding light. And I was like, no, no. (laughs) Like literally anyone else you should follow. Shut that down. (laughs) Like I am not a guiding light. (laughs) Uh, rough around the edges is you know 
generous. I was going to say, that's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, do not follow me for parenting advice, nor follow Jem. Hey, just because one time you had a porridge recipe, kind of, <laughs> does not make you a parenting follow. Hey, those porridge balls still hit. What you can follow Jem for is outfit inspo. Outfit inspo? For your littlies, not oh, for God. you. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've called me Dagalicious before and then the good mum pulled you up on it. Dagalicious. Though I called you frumpy. That's worse. It's At way least worse. Dagalicious has some pizzazz to it. <laughs> no, you're not Dagalicious. Frumpy. Frumpy mumpy. Look, I'm still frumpy and I'm okay with it. I'm going to have my mummy makeover one day and I'm going to re-arrive. <laughs> yes. But here, look, unpopular thing to say. Uncool thing to say even. I love Instagram. I love it. I really enjoy connecting with people, especially in these lockdowns. Like Instagram has saved me in Mm. some really lonely times. When I was on my first mat leave, I loved Instagram. When I was on my second mat leave, I loved Instagram. When I was in UK lockdown, absolute lifeline to me to have a creative connecting outlet to share with people. I know it's not cool. I know it's much cooler to be like, oh, social media. I haven't posted since 2017. Yeah, yet they ghost and spy on everyone else's lives. We see you on there, people who aren't (laughs) posting. I see you watching my stories and contributing nothing, which is fine. That's your right. For anyone who's feeling like it's not cool, but just really still likes social media, samesies. I love it. I do too, for the most part. I generally look at social media through very rose-colored glasses purposefully because Mm -hmm. it's where I love to exist. It's where my creativity thrives. For me, Instagram stories was the best thing that could have happened to social media because I was trapped in a prison of my own perfectionism of how my Instagram grid needed to look. And Instagram stories really freed me up to be undone and less polished. Yeah. Because the idea that something can be ephemeral where it's on your stories for 24 hours, I went, well, cool. I can share something a bit shit. I can live with that, shaking in the corner, <laughs> scratching at her hives. Oh, classic. <laughs> so funny because your stories are still so perfect. Bullshit. They are. In what way? The palette is perfect. You've got like the one filter that goes across everything. The music's on point. The fonts are all like consistent and beautiful and in the right colors. You've got design elements. Everything's framed beautifully. Shall I go on? Oh my God. You're like a mini DOP behind that oh, thing. Look, I am a creative. Yeah, but so am I. I'm a, sorry, I'm a visual creative. <laughs> yeah. And I still need it to look nice, but it feels effortless for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas posting on the grid feels effortful because yes. that voice of perfectionism comes in and it's like, oh no, it doesn't match up in your grid and it doesn't, fl-, you know, all yeah. that dumb shit. Because how often is anyone who's following me actually going to my page? Like yeah. never. No, you're the only person who looks at that. Yeah. So why do I give a shit? I need to let it go. Let it go, can't hold it back anymore. Wow, we got how many minutes in? Okay, those harmonies were so bad. I just need to say that... Well, I was singing the melodies. You just have to talk to yourself. (laughs) Oh no, I'm shitting on myself, (laughs) I assure you. Quite a number of DLs were like, no, keep up the singing in the potties because those harmonies are tip top. And I'm like... Oh, God. <laughs> Baby, you okay? <laughs> like, you okay, huh? Yeah. 
Seriously, babe, you must be tone deaf if you think those harmonies are tip top because we're off. We're out of practice. We used to be so good. Oh, damn. Yeah, we were so good once. Were we? Or is this like how you used to think like Domino's pizza was the most amazing tasting thing in the world and now you have... Okay, now I know what's going to (laughs) happen. I'm sorry, you are on your own on this train. I have never liked that greasy shit in my life. Oh, I thought you were going to say like, it's still good. Oh, no. My husband, every Friday is like, dominoes like he try he just throws it out there like one day i'm gonna suddenly go yes (laughs) i'm like no not when we have so many options by the way northern beaches my favorite pizza is davida's in manly but also sal pepe's in brookvale sal pepe is it sala i think so I think it's like salapepe. <laughs> Great pizza recommendation. Don't, don't come to me for pronunciations, apparently. <laughs> All right, Casamingos. Yeah, um, no, Davida's is ridiculous. Can I make a menu suggestion at Davida's? This is too local. We have listeners in the UK. They'll be like, sweet, thanks. But you know what? We're here now, so let's keep going. <laughs> All right, go. What's your Davida's order? Diavola. No. you got to get a margarita. No. Add truffle oil. No. Add chili flakes. Not Diablo. Chili mug. No, are we still going to sell a very, very local pizza place to our like podcast? The delivery range is like 5K. I know. <laughs> I don't think it is even five. I think it's three. And we can't even say, head down to Manly. Nope, stay in your LGA. <laughs> you may not leave home except for essential reasons. Back to social media. So how do you feel about stories, Rebsy? I love it. I love it all. Look, yeah. I've never been into Twitter, ever. Oh, I went through a tweeting nah, phase. Never was into Twitter. Facebook, I used to love off Facebook now. Yeah. Just off it. Although I use Messenger like every day. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's the funny thing now. If someone wants to slide on in, like, where do you slide? I know. You know, like, do you slide into Messenger? Do you go on WhatsApp? Do you text someone? Do you slide on into the Insta DMs? It's exhausting. And it's funny how you have a certain way of communicating with, with different friends. People. Like, I've got my WhatsApp friends. I've yep. got my Messenger friends. I've got the friends who I send voice memos to and only communicate through voice memos. That's me. <laughs> Absolutely. Facebook Messenger. Instagram DMs, which, by the way, is the worst of the worst. Instagram DMs. Yeah, because they get lost. Oh, it's a sea out there. (laughs) I'm trying to find the one relevant DM and I literally have to scroll through hundreds. That is such a humble brag statement I just made. I remember, oh, it'd be like two years ago now, you had a moment where you were like, I have all these strangers who like my content, but my closest friends, I never see them like or engage with my content. And sometimes it really hurts. Do you remember that? Yeah. Do you remember when you were there? And I remember sliding straight on in and being like, babe, I see it all. I love it all. I just didn't think I was your audience. Yeah, right. Like I was like, oh, it's not for me. And it was such a like shift for me to think, oh, Jem wants me to still like see and engage with her content because it still is for people in her life. But that was a real light bulb for me because I was always like, oh, this is her business. This is her brand. This is like, yes, it's my beautiful goddaughter and my friends, but it's not for me. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I will say that where that conversation originated was because Lauren Dubois on Instagram posted about how much it hurts when this wider audience of practical strangers engaging with her content and yet people who love her children, who exist with them in the real world, will literally scroll past a photo of them and not engage with it in any way, even if it's a like. And it's a weird conversation to have because some people would be like, it's like, is it important? Who cares? But what Lauren's perspective was, was that her business operates online in Instagram. So for her, it's like, 
opening a restaurant and then your nearest and dearest don't show up. They just stand outside the window and look in, but don't actually come and enjoy the full experience of what you have to offer. And the thing is, is I think sometimes we've lost the social in social media. I think people are just like, I'm just going to sit back and be a passive viewer Mm -hmm. and not take part. But it's like the saying, you get out what you put into anything. Mm -hmm. And I've always seen Instagram as a way of real connection. Yes. I've made lifelong friends who I met on Instagram and it started with a year-long relationship of mutual admiration Mm. of their socials Mm -hmm. it it seems so trivial the whole like double tapping the heart or adding a comment but what it does is it shows I'm here and I saw that yeah and I'm supporting you and it costs nothing Mm. silence speaks volumes it's Mm. like when someone has something celebratory happen in their life or hits a business milestone and has moments of success in inverted commas, however you define that, and you don't hear from someone. Mm. Oh, sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To play a silent role is still a role. Sure. Like you are choosing to not engage. Okay, so can I be devil's advocate of or course. throw on the side yeah, yeah. So I always think about that with my mum, with my aunties, with my family members, in-laws, everything. Like I'm always like, oh yes, I always double tap and comment to be like, hi, I'm here. Because I get that. I get yeah. that feeling of like, hi, I'm here. I saw it. I want you to know I saw it and I'm yeah. in your life. Yeah. I think when you have friends who also have brands yeah. or muddy it even more, Your brand is your personal brand, like you, like your brand is Gemma Peanut, Mm. which is a brand and a business, but also your life. Like it's, you know, it's muddy. You think, I don't know. I I just, I'd never thought about it from like, oh, give her engagement for a business uplift. Do you know what I mean? But it's not that even for me. That's what Lauren Dubois was talking about because she's an influencer. For me, it's not about engagement for a business uplift. For me, it's, hi, I'm here. Yeah, right. It's that that acknowledgement because it's the being a passive viewer, right? seeing content that you might enjoy. So for example, if there was a photo of Rafa, your goddaughter, it's like if I saw a photo of Teddy, my godson. Yeah. I can't not double tap yeah, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> because totally. double tapping is like, I love this photo. Yeah, yeah. I could look at it passively and go, oh my God, I love that photo of Teddy. Scroll on. But why? Yes. When I can actively show you. Well, when you had this moment, yeah. I changed my whole online behavior and I was like, okay. And I became more aware of what I was tapping. Yeah, right. Because this is the thing. If you're not in a content creating like I've always made content, I guess yeah. you could call it, but I've never, until this podcast, never had an audience. No. It was and, literally just family and friends. And your account was private. And my account was private and it was all like like very creative and I always liked making stuff and always had fun on stories and things, but it was never for an audience. Mm. That's kind of changed since the podcast dropped. But take me back two years to when you had this moment. I was like, I've had you know six voice memos with Jem today and I've sent her photos and we've had private communication mm. Her Instagram's not for me. Like, I'll watch it, but I'll scroll through it. And also, the algorithm rarely served it to me. It did never serve me my mum, never served me my sister. This is when I was in the UK. Mm, Which is so weird. It served me um, seed heritage. It served me a skincare thing I followed. It served me a restaurant I followed. I feel like the algorithm for me, because I was probably engaging with things on there, like, oh, what's this restaurant up to? Because I was living in a new city. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, and I I had to actively put in like the good mum 
put her name in to see her content and I would miss things. Yeah. So I it's do. like your behavior, you have to teach the algorithm yes. what to serve you. So often we feel powerless to the algorithm in terms of curating our feeds on our behalf, but yeah. you actually do have the power yeah. to choose what you see and it all starts with active engagement. Yeah. The thing is for anyone who doesn't run a business online, I can't even begin to explain how down everyone feels about the engagement battle. The only way I can equate it is to imagining your online store is an actual bricks and mortar store on a street. Someone walks down the street that they chose to walk down. So mm-hmm. imagine that's a follow. Yeah. And as soon as they get to your shop, a closed sign that you have no control over appears on your shop door and that person can't go in. That's what Instagram's controlling. It's totally. actually saying, you know what? You have, let's say, 5,000 people following you, but we're only going to let 150 people see your post. And I think that's so unfair because Instagram claims that they're curating feeds so that you see what you want to see. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry. No, they're not. That is such BS. And I wish Instagram would own the fact that they're actually a money-making machine. Yeah. And the reason why they're making posts invisible to an audience is because they want to force brands to spend money yeah. to sponsor them. They want people to buy the eyes yes. on their content. So just to give a little background for anyone who wouldn't know this side of things, that's what we have to keep in mind with this combo is like the everyday person who uses Instagram uses it as a user, yeah. you know, someone who's just using it for entertainment to connect with people to look at things they like like kind of what I was trying to say before is like when you're not a professional content creator yeah you might go past your friend's content and not double tap it because you're not thinking that way yeah and you are passively engaging with the app because you just don't think about it I I know sometimes you know when those memes go around it's like here's how you can support your small business friends on Instagram it costs you nothing to like and share and to save and send and blah 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 that's always in an echo chamber of influencer to influencer to small business to small business I always see those things and because I'm not really a content creator like you know I've kind of got a foot in each camp and I do it a lot at work So I understand it from that angle. But I'm always like, these are really interesting, echo chambery, self, self-important, but like it's only relevant to people who are. No, I disagree, Rev. Do you? I really do. Tell me, talk it up. Because I think that as much as this idea of like validation from likes or comments seems thirsty or needy or whatever, the fact of the matter is it's modern day communication. If you don't get on this bandwagon of this is the future of connection and communication, I'll tell you what's not sitting mindlessly and passively scrolling. It does nothing for you and it does nothing for the person you care about. Well, I think what you're saying is when we used to do theatre, right, my mum and dad would come up to me and they'd be like oh my god I really want to tell Megan that she was amazing in the show but I don't want to bother her because she was an actor in the show or whatever and she'd just you know been a star on the stage for two hours and they were like starstruck a bit about how good she was and I was like you must walk up to her right now and tell her that you loved it because no one will yeah because everyone gets a bit like actors they're a bit behind glass you know and she is just an actor working on her craft showing up every night and doing this show and if everyone was like, oh, I don't want to bother her, she'll literally never be told how her performance affected people, right? Mm. That's just like a human nature thing of like, this person's a bit special. I'm not special. So I'm just going to leave them because I'm sure everyone in the world tells them they're special. You know that dynamic? That definitely. And I think that's changing now because I think there is a democratization of connection and communication with people online. Yeah. But definitely two or three years ago and definitely when Instagram first took off, 
there was a feeling of, oh, I would never slide into Gemma Peanuts DMs. Not me, yeah. but like people like, oh, I don't want to bother her. Like I'm not, I'm not worthy. I'm not a real friend. That's so weird. But well, I think it's breaking down. But I think even for me as your bestie, I was always like, oh, well, if I want to speak to Gemma, I'll FaceTime her or mm. I'll see her or we had coffee this morning or do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I always thought, well, her Instagram's not for me. But it is for you. Well, now I know that. And I know that from a few years ago and I've changed my behavior. That's what I'm trying to say. But I'm trying to give you an insight into, because I can totally see how you'd be like, oh, like all these strangers love this content, but where am I, where's my people? Yeah. I totally empathize with that feeling. I'm trying to give you an insight into why, like that it definitely wasn't, oh, I'm not going to like that. Do you know what I mean? But I do think that there are people out there where the absence is deliberate. Oh, like they actively withhold yeah, yeah. their support. For sure. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly what Lauren Dubois was talking about. Okay, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. I don't assume that from you. Right. At all. Oh, but I do think that, unfortunately, that exists online. Right. Is like a tall poppy thing. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, yuck. But, but why does anyone think actively withholding their like is going to make any difference? I mean, I've got friends who have private accounts who share their kids on Instagram stories, for example. I mean, try and stop me from wanting to engage in that. But what I also love are these are friends who I haven't seen yeah. in years because they've moved away. Yeah. And so I'll actively tap an emoji. That's it. Yeah. Nothing more. But sometimes it prompts them to go, I know, isn't it so silly that he did that? P.S. How are you doing? Yeah. And then suddenly it sparks an entire back and forth conversation. And that's what I like about it. If you don't engage, there isn't even a spark of an opportunity to actually genuinely connect. And I think that's what I'm trying to get back to is it's such a cheesy tagline, but putting the social back in social media. And I know that people are feeling a bit disgruntled or fatigued and jaded about the currency of social media. Well, you are, right? You were saying the other day about how reels are ticking you off. We'll say first week of lockdown, I was not in a good place. (laughs) But I guess if I'm going to observe my own social media habits, Mm -hmm. it tied in in a timely manner with lockdown because I'm sitting around at home more, not being able to physically see my loved ones. So I was spending more time on social media. So I've gone through, double tapped and liked every single post. Yeah, you finished Instagram. (laughs) I basically finished Instagram. I tapped through every single story. Nothing is more real than when it goes, you're all caught up. <laughs> you're like, oh, fuck. I follow a lot of people. And if I'm, I'm all caught, caught up, then I should be doing something else with my time. It's so true. <laughs> so the natural progression was for me to go and hang out on Instagram Reels. Yes. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> I have to find somewhere else to go to find oh, more God. content to consume. This is so sad. <laughs> Last time I spent exorbitant amounts of time on Reels was lockdown 1.0. Yep. We all know TikTok exploded. There was crazy amounts of creativity just oozing out of that app and heaps of comedy and lighthearted fodder and everyone was loving on it. Then I went into Instagram Reels for the first time in a while. People are still doing the same lip syncing content or hey love a lip sync just saying. okay I know it's gonna be I'm, no, gonna, no, I'm listening I'm listening no I'm gonna contradict myself yeah. and I know this because yeah. you and I dabble yeah. in reels yeah I guess I had a moment where I was like do you know what I don't even know how to engage in real content because <laughs> real as in real content r-e-e-l they're like 10 second or 15 second 
individual grabs of content as opposed to content having any longer form storytelling or continuity of conversation. It's just like... That's what I like about it. Okay, but hear me out. I love the comedic content. Okay, I, I this is the thing. I've shot myself in the foot because now everyone thinks I'm against reels. And that's not just just not <laughs> You the love truth. reels. I do love reels. And I enjoyed the ones you and I created on yep. the We Don't Have Time for This page. Loved it. It's like going to an op shop and trying to find the gold. Mm-hmm. I had to sift through about 50 shit reels to find the one funny one. It's a bit of a hook line and then you get the sinker bit at the end where you kind of have to watch the whole thing. Well, that's to kind see. of the format. That is the like, format. Stay with me. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> exactly. It's stay yeah. with me. And I'm like, I literally just watched minutes upon minutes of crap, completely felt like it was wasting my time because there's unfortunately, there's now an influx of shit content because people have suddenly gone, we need to be on Reels. We need to be on Reels. Reels is where it's at. The algorithm favours Reels. So the only way to get seen is on Instagram Reels, right? Mm -hmm. So businesses and personal brands or influencers, content creators, whatever you want to call them, are actually forcing themselves onto Reels when they actually don't have anything to share. So instead what they're doing is they go, okay, what's a trend? I need to just do that. But they're doing it badly. Nothing is funnier than when you know a bunch of suits have sat around a table and been like, now we have to be on the TikToks. Who do we have that's under 25 in the office who can be on the TikToks? Yes. How do we do it? And uh, these are the key messages we need to get across. And it's like, oh, guys, you are too suity for TikTok. Get off TikTok. Stay on LinkedIn. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) I think everyone had a go at dabbling on it in the same way people dabbled with Instagram stories when they first came out. And then people went, oh, I can fly with this. It's a medium where there's a lot more avenues you can go down, whereas Reels, it feels like cheap, disposable content that people are just jumping on and they're like doing it for the Is sake this how of doing you do it. it? <laughs> yeah. And, and so it's all the like ping and then words come up, ping with my other finger and some more words come up. <laughs> Trust me, everyone will know exactly what you're talking about. And then if we can get really inception y, there's a whole category of people who are then teaching you how to increase your engagement on Reels, nah. in Reels. No. And I'm like, why am I being fed this shit? It's adding nothing. You need- to teach the algorithm what you like this is the thing no i agree the flip side to all the shitty content is someone some people this is their moment and this is the disruptive content that will speak to their creativity and these 15 second grabs of interesting shit will be so good when they make it and relatable and and funny and 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 trust me there are people online who are doing reels right yeah but the problem is is if you go on the discoverable page which is how you consume reels right you're not no one's really consuming it's new so it's still sort of finding its way around absolutely i 100p but <laughs> welcome to social media deep dive with people who don't know that much about it, but are on it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we are no experts. The last point that I do want to make might not be the last. <laughs> it won't be the last. <laughs> it won't be the it last. Will not be the last. Your fingers in the air. You've got points to make. Bing. I've got a point to make. Bing. Here comes my next point. Bing. And another thing. Shall I make a reel? Yes. <laughs> make a reel. I just want to talk about the viral nature of reels Mm -hmm. and I want to level with everyone in business who I know is desperate to find their audience Mm -hmm. online people are like oh my god the reach on a reel the engagement if I post a video clip on my straight Instagram grid I'll maybe garner 5,000 views 
But if I post it on a reel, I mean, one of my reels went viral and had 100,000 views. And I go, cool, that's awesome. But are they your people? Because yes, a real video can go viral, but how does that feed back into genuine connection? Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Because this is I- kind of your thing. This is your thing in life. You rail at when things kind of work and pull off without sweat. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is That's a, not true. No, no, this is actually a compliment. Stay with me. You are authenticity driven in everything you do. I know that sounds really wanky, but you are, it right? It does. I'm and like, nothing pisses you off more or scratches at your shadow self if we want to get over therapy uh, than things that are like no 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 that's the back door and that's not how you do it and that's not what and yes that's quick but is it real and is it gonna last and is it sustainable like that is your nothing annoys you more in life than that kind of approach to things you're much more like I want to do this right I want to do it slowly but well and find the right people and do it with authenticity and blah blah, blah. like oh that's just your thing you make me sound like a wanker no I don't mean it that way it's a compliment but what you've got to think is like of course, people who are like, I need exposure, I need people, I need likes, are trying these things. Which is fine. The but dust will settle. Do you I know, know I mean? but I guess my question to them is, are you making reels from a place of genuine joy or are you just stressing yourself thinking that's what I'm supposed to do, yes. that's what I need to do? And so they're just putting out shit content. But then also you can overthink it. Do you know what oh I mean? my god! This like, whole podcast is over <laughs> overthinking social media. That's the whole point. Like but, it's just a minute in someone's day. Do you know what I mean? But that's cool too. No, I get it. But I think quality over quantity. Have a small and mighty community who yeah. really give a shit about what you do, than a big and vacuous community. I think that's the way it's going, isn't it? Like micro influencers are everything now in yeah. terms of for brands and Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Yeah. I follow some people where I'm like. Fucking yes. I love TikTok. I actually want to get more into TikTok, but I'm scared because I know once I get on there, I'm going to be like, oh God, this is all I do now is just watch and make TikToks. There are some content creators who are using the form in the coolest way. I think an example of that is Inspired Unemployed. I mean, hands down. Okay. They came out of COVID. Yeah. And COVID one. <laughs> yeah. They pioneered that type of humor. Yeah. They were trendsetters. They just used the medium really well for their personalities. And they continue to churn out hilarious, relatable content. But we've fallen in love with the guys. Yeah. Rather than just chancing across one video and that's it. Because there are some people, don't get me wrong, on Instagram, and I'll give you an example of an account that I actually like. Now, she does the lip syncing stuff, but she does it fucking well it's like she's decided you know what i fucking love reels and you can tell that she absolutely enjoys creating it yeah i mean (laughs) i'm just that lame ass person who no no no. i just it's funny because people ask me all the time the biggest question i get is like how is it being best friends with someone who's so prevalent on social media and i'm like it's not a thing For me, it's not a thing, Mm. but I don't get triggered by social media. I know for some people it's a problem. It's a real thing. Like I've known people in my life who they can't be on social media because it's it's not good for them. Yeah. It's like drinking, you know, like they're like, no, I don't drink because it's not good for me. Like social media is not good for me. I mean, I've always found it a positive, happy place to hang out. Because, Same. But that's because I see it that people are putting up their highlight reel or their best moments of their day or whatever. That's baked in for me. 
Mm. I'd never had a moment of like, oh, wow, her life's so perfect ever because mm. I guess I just sort of see it for what it is. Yeah. People are always asking me, like, is Gemma really as perfect as she is on her social media? I'm like, listen to the podcast, like get on her stories. Don't obsess about those stills. There's little squares. Yeah, but people really do. Like, they really want to know, like, is Jem that perfect? And I always say, no, she's a mess. (laughs) That makes me really sad to hear, if I'm honest. Because, no, it does. Because that perception of perfection is not what I strive for. It's not what I, I try to put out there in the world. As I said, I'm a visual creative. I give a shit about how my house looks. I do have a life color palette. (laughs) It makes me feel calm. But I I don't want to create a life online that makes people feel shit. Well, that's not your business. I know. I mean, as in, that's none of your business. How people take your content is none of your business. But it makes me sad that people have messaged you and aligned me with the word perfect. May I take you back 43 minutes to when you were like, I was in a prison of my own perfectionism. (laughs) And you self-identified, as you often do, self-identify as a perfectionist. Is it that surprising that then the final product is perfect? Well, that makes me want to rebel against that. All right, I'm here for this. What are we doing? I don't know, but I don't know. (laughs) The thing is, is... I'm just being me. Exactly. That's what I I'm know, saying. but it's like... And that's what I always say to everyone. I never, ever want to make anyone feel shit about themselves. But again, you can't... That's not your business. Like, you can only be you how you want to be you in the world mm. and, and show up how you show up. And yes, on your grid, whatever... God, this is such a weird conversation. I, know. I just zoomed out of myself and I'm like, what are we talking about? What are we dissecting? I almost want to like jump out of this conversation because it's feeling too macro. Yeah. But your grid is very perfect, very whimsical, very in nature, very in the beautiful palette. Like it just, that's fine though. But don't you, you're like bristling right now. I can see you're like, fuck off. It's not, but it is. And you want it that way. The thing is, I guess there's <sighs> no one's for everyone. That's the thing. Like you're never going to be for everyone. I think you've got a harder role online than I do. Like, you know, people are like, oh, I just saw Raffer at the park with a dummy. It's like, fuck off. Cool. Gem didn't have to share the dummy thing. Don't police her on whether it's going well or not. No one's ever going to be DMing you and being like, I saw Revs at the park and she wasn't wasted. Is she inauthentic? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yet. it's much easier. <laughs> it's much easier to be sloppy than it is to be curated and perfect, you know? Stop using the word perfect. But honey, you use the word perfect. No, perfectionism is like a personality trait. Yeah. To say someone is perfect yeah. is gross. Yeah, well, There's no a difference. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. And I am far from perfect. Oh, babe, I know that. <laughs> we wouldn't be friends if you were perfect. Oh my God. I don't know. I just, this conversation's made me just dislike myself no, if I'm honest well let's undo that because that's shit I'm sorry that's not my intention no I know it wasn't your intention but it's just it's I don't know I want to do good in the world I want to make people feel good not to be someone who holds a mirror up to someone's life and makes them feel shit I think it's like when I said look it's not popular to say I like social media like it's not cool it's almost like it's not cool to be curated at the moment do you know what I mean but these things go in waves and cycles and everyone online like on Netflix or whatever has tastes in what they want to follow but I know there are just as many people who want to follow a beautifully photographed life as there are who want to follow 
you know, like people who are like, yuck, look at this punami. <laughs> like maybe I'm just really naive and completely unaware. But while my Instagram and perhaps my stories, which I'm now realizing are visually curated, mm-hmm. I still like to think I keep the conversations on there about parenting quite real. You do. You do. But people, what do has I, a thousand words, I think. That's what it is. Do I then have to like film things in a shit way? You know no, what I no, mean? No, no, no. I know how to no. frame an image. I know how to frame a video. Yes. Just like you were saying, when people jump on the real bandwagon and it's not doesn't suit them and they shouldn't do it. No, you shouldn't change anything you're doing because it'll be inauthentic and not you. Like you show up as you and that's why you have I don't know how to show up in any other way other than how I have been which is why you should keep doing (laughs) it is that the conclusion yeah the conclusion is change nothing I think it's just interesting to always think about it's so fascinating for the dear listeners to get your insight into how social media and being on social media and being so visible on social media affects you personally Mm because I think that's interesting and it's also interesting for you to see their side of like someone who's not really on it, Mm. but consumes it. It's just fascinating, right? Like it's just a bit of anthropology. Something I do feel like I need to do though is share that account that I was going to recommend because there's nothing worse than when we touch on something and then we go on a tangent and we never come back to what we were (laughs) talking about. But the Instagram account is a builder's house. Oh yeah. Her name is Loz Markham. She is someone who I find hilarious on reels. Not only is she compelling, very likable, but also she has a beautiful house. Beautiful. And I love perving on her home stuff. I mean, her account is called A Builder's House. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of interior stuff going on there. Lots of inspo. But also, I just think she's funny. And she's someone who's very consistent with her reels. You can tell that she shows up there from a real place of joy and love Mm -hmm. for the medium. So, highly recommend A Builder's House. That's not my not spawny for this week. Just on topic. Just on topic. Just on topic. Wow. So, what don't you have time for? The last hour. I was going to say, I don't have time for the chat we just had that we're going to force our dear listeners to listen to. Cool, guys. Thanks for that audit on social media. But I don't know, DLs, what do you think? I'm interested to know how you enjoy using social media, if there are things that you don't like about it. What do you connect with? What makes you stick around? Do you find you need a digital cleanse every now and then? Yeah, I see people doing that. I've never done that. I couldn't possibly. I'm that addicted to my phone. (laughs) It's funny. Every time I go on holiday, I've got a couple of close girlfriends who are like, are you going to take a break from social media? I tell myself I will. But the problem is when I go away, like if we do a family road trip, that is when I am brimming with inspo. Yeah. I almost want to share more when I'm on holiday because I'm like, I'm in this new location and I'm whipping my camera out to shoot my family, which is something that I don't do frequently enough because photography is my job. It's like if you're a chef and you're cooking all day and then the last thing you want to do when you come home is cook for your own family. That's how I feel about photography. But when I'm on holiday, that's when I'm like back in my creative playfulness Mm. that can go away sometimes when your passion becomes your job. Problematic. You had a coffee? It does that, like, not heartburn. Reflux? Reflux, yeah. What? Which is something I never get. You are such a little sensitive flower. I just don't know if maybe coffee's not for you. I know I've been forcing it on you for (laughs) years, but maybe it doesn't sit well. Do you know what? Maybe there's a part of me that was like, I need to jump on something to feel like a genuine, we don't have time for this person. (laughs) Because... 
Our whole brand is like coffee, 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 wine, wine, wine. And all of our dear listeners are fully on that train. And I'm like, I see that train leaving the platform and I'm not quite on it. (laughs) You're like, I'm just back here with my chocolate milk. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to be part of it. You are the ringmaster at the head of this whole thing. Oh God, hardly. But you know what, Revs? We're 50-50, babe. Oh, I know. I know. This body would be nothing without you. Can't have one without each other. Yeah. Can't have one without the other. Damn straight. Like a weak mocker. You can't have one (laughs) without the other. You can. You can just have the coffee. And you can just have the hot chocolate. Well, that was a terrible analogy. Maybe I need to just stop faking that I'm into coffee. I will say I do like the buzz. Yeah. It's addictive. Well, that's, how, that's what we all like about it. <laughs> it's not like everyone's like, mm, the taste. I mean, yes, I'm really fucking into the taste now, but like, it's the buzz. Let's be real. Is that the same with booze? Booze is complicated because I'm into wine. Like, love wine, love pairing wine with Yeah, we food. know you're a wannabe sommelier. No, no, that's my sister. I'm just like, I love the experience of wine and I don't drink to get drunk or anything. No. But as my mum's bestie puts it, I drink to lift my mood. You know? <laughs> Like, it's a vibe is all I'm saying. Yeah. And some there are certain occasions in life where it's made better by the right drink. Mm. You know? This is really sad to admit. Yeah. But do you know what my ultimate mood lifter is? What? A tidy house. I know. I'm a buzzkill. Why are you friends with me? I don't know. I've, I, I feel insecure in this episode. I'm leaving this episode. With my own sense of self in tatters. No, no. There's a pot to every lid. For every hot mess, there's a well put together. For every Revs, there's a gem. In the dear listeners, there will be just as many people when I'm like, I'm drunk again. I'm a terrible mum. Who will be like, oh, that's so boring. We know you're a terrible mum. And they'll be the ones who are like, tell me more about how you cleaned your cupboard. Tell me more. Talk dirty to me. I feel like we're the minority. Sweetheart. I feel your insecurity through the screen. I don't like where this has gone. I'm feeling shame. Why? I'm, in a, I'm in a pool of shame. Why? Well, I was just trying to have a real convo, but I think I've really rocked you. No. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Who even am I? What is the meaning of life? I mean, I was just talking about pairing a drink with a great moment, and you're like, do you know what I love? A tidy house. I mean, I do. Though. I can't help you. <laughs> I guess I'm just stepping outside of myself today and realizing you are so lame, Gem. (laughs) You are queen lame. Like you get your rocks off over a tidy house. Like when my husband takes out the bins without me reminding him, I'm like, oh, that's hot. (laughs) I need to jump his bones. You know what I mean? It's like I'm the basicest of basic bitches. I just, I mean, for now, this is what life does, right? Like if I've learned anything. Evolve. That's Rebs' tagline. Can we not evolve? But can we not? Like if, if I have learned anything in the last bit of time, with everything that I'm walking through. Like, life is a twisty, turny, long con of a big prank. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we always think we can control it and work it out and know who we are. We know who we are right now. Yeah. You know, you weren't always obsessed with a clean house. You definitely weren't when you were 16 wearing your low-slung pants, slamming the tequila and, like, sexing boys in cupboards. That's who you were then. That's not who you are forever. Yeah. And right now, you're a domestic goddess with a beautiful curated Instagram feed. Right now, who knows what Gem in 10 years is going to be? How cool. Do you know what? I realize 
I'm turning into my mother. No, you're not. Because your mother's super fit, travels, <laughs> loves a party, dances on tables. And drinks. Drinks. Like, you're not at all turning into your mother. <laughs> You'd love to turn into your mother. You'd only be so lucky. But no one is more domestic goddessy than my mum. Yeah. She takes the cake. I'm stressed when I take my kids to her house. Because she's house proud. Yeah, I'm like, touch nothing, guys. Touch <laughs> Nothing. I become this awful, awful mother because my mum's house is so fucking perfect and I love hanging out in it, but it's stressful. <laughs> is that how you feel when you come to my house with your kids? Uh, no, because I see you twitch, but you're cool with it. I like to think I am. Like a home is to be shared. A home is for making memories. And I know it's cheesy. I really pick and choose where I invest my dollars on certain things in my house. Always with the mindset of if one of my friend's kids comes over with Vegemite fingers and gets it on X, Y or Z, I don't want to A, make them feel shit. Yeah. I don't want to B, be precious about it. Outside of lockdown, our house is the epicenter. It is. Of where all of our friends come together. Oh, it, it rolls around to Sunday morning and I'm like, where's my text from Chummy asking me to come over for a yeah. barbecue with all our other friends? Like we are Sometimes the- we reach out to you now. Have you yes. Yeah. Have you noticed now it's like in the group chat? So I was like, uh, what's everyone up to today? With And the subtext is, Gem, I mean, Rooney, are you having us over? <laughs> What should we bring? And Hubs and I love that. Yeah, like awesome. we love that our home is everyone's other home. Yeah. And yeah, we do. We have all the barbecues. It's the closest thing that I feel to that village mentality yeah. of raising kids together. Like we do the dinner, bath time, tandem parenting game, but it's more than tandem because there's more than two families. <laughs> there's usually like six families. <laughs> And we throw all the kids in the bath, then we chuck a movie on and then we have dinner. Like it's my favorite thing in the world. And I hope to those friends who frequent our household, don't feel stressed the way I do at my mum's house, basically. Yeah. No, lucky for you, Terrazzo. It's very hard wearing. (laughs) Very hard wearing. Very easy to wipe down. (laughs) Whitewashed floors are very good for hiding mess. They are. Dark floors. Don't come at me with those. Had those (laughs) once. You can see all the baby spit up. Oh, yes, you can. can. See all the spilt milk. A travertine side table. I love it. Another thing that's easy to wipe down. Yes. Travertine. Terrazzo. Just go Italian, (laughs) y'all. The Italians, they know where it's at. They do. And do you know what I love about how they do? They have a big marble kitchen bench top, but they don't care if it gets marked and scratched and worn away by lemons and tomatoes. Okay, can we talk about marble? Because I've got an opinion on that as well. Here we go. I love marble. The more, the merrier. I think it's the worst investment ever to buy real marble. Not if you do it the Italian way and you don't care. No. Why? No. I could not imagine forking out $20,000 on real marble and having curry one night and that stain lives there forever. Oh, yeah. This is your worst nightmare. It's my worst nightmare. Yeah. You can buy engineered stone. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. That looks identical. Yeah, but it's not. No, it is. I'm sorry. But it's not. And when you sit on it. (laughs) What? (laughs) Sorry? Whose counters are you climbing on, monkey girl? (laughs) The fuck, Rebs? You're such an animal. Okay. When you put your hands on it, marble's like alive. You can feel it. It comes through. It's tactile and it's beautiful and warm and... Disagree. And you know where you can have marble and not freak out? The bathroom. That's the place to have it. Unless you dye your hair red or something. Oh, God, don't do it. <laughs> God, you're fake tan. Don't buy the marble. You know what? Actually, I retract that. That is the worst place no. to have marble. I reckon educated eyes on yeah. marble would struggle to know the difference between engineered stone that looks like marble versus real marble. No, I stand by me. that. Not me. Do you know what? My dream house is 
all the real marble, all the real timber, stucco, real old artisanal cool textures and don't give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like Bullshit just, revs. Nah, that's my dream. It's I, just go to town. Like, yeah, have all the kids running around and doing whatever and use the marble bench off and use the bathroom bench off, but make it all real organic materials and everything just feels nice and just comes better. I don't like fake anything. It's like vegan meat. Why make a steak out of bean curd? Just don't have steak. Just enjoy bean sprouts you know like i don't like fake anything slide on in vegan <laughs> slide on in. slide on in with your sausages. <laughs> once again i have to disagree revs the day that you invest tens of thousand dollars in real marble i'm gonna watch you be precious over yeah, that shit you bring will it be, on bring it bring on, on my marble Do you know mansion. what i'll send over your goddaughter with all the curry paste all the fake tan and all the hair dye and i would love to watch you not squirm when you've invested in your fancy fucking marble all right well that was a we need not sponsored what's your not sponsored my not sponsored for this week i've put a lot of thought into this one all right i don't know what the deal is with the rest of the world but in australia father's day is in early september yes it's fast approaching so i thought i would do a tip for a father's day gift oh please we all know men are impossible to buy for Mm mm-hmm And I actually bought this as a gift for my husband last year and it was quite a hit. So I thought I would share it. Full disclaimer. This is my friend Emma Kate's husband's business. His business is called Orbit Key, spelt O-R-B-I-T-K-E-Y. And it's a keychain. Now, I know that sounds lame. It's like Cool Gem, a keychain. But that's the theme of today. Cool Gem. (laughs) (laughs) It's really hard for me to explain, but essentially it's like a beautiful leather housing for your keys. And it's designed in such a way that your keys don't jingle jangle and make all of this noise and reduces bulk. Cool. You can can go in your pocket if you're a man without a bag. Exactly. It's just, it's really beautiful. The leather's beautiful. They're so well made. Orbit Key also has a bunch of other award-winning products. And when I say award-winning, I mean design awards. Lots of color ranges for all the tastes. And um, yeah, highly, highly recommend as a gift for your husband for this coming Father's Day. Amazing. That's good. I need to think about my dad and my kid's dad, don't I? Look, I just have someone to follow. Like a a music artist to just listen to their shit on Spotify. Ooh, I'm into this. Yeah, so I have been smashing Scissor. Took me a while to work out how to pronounce her name. (laughs) Revs and I had this conversation because she was like, is it Cesar? Is it Cesar? Is it (laughs) Cesar? How do you pronounce it? Or is it Zar? Or is it S-Z-A? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Anyway, it's Cesar, but it's spelled S-Z-A. You'd know her from... Can you kiss me more? You know, it's all over the reels. Yep. Anyway, she's awesome. She's Her voice is so cool. She's really smooth. She's really crackly. She's really in it. She collabed with dope people. Anyway, it's just a vibe. Just go on Spotify, put in SZA and just play the like, this is Scissor playlist or whatever comes up it's so good she's so great can i piggyback on that yeah, as well go for and it. chuck in Oli- billy eilish <laughs> no <laughs> shut up sorry everyone's all over billy eilish already okay but I, I feel like everyone's also gonna say yeah Jem, we already know about this artist but olivia rodrigo yes people we frothing really good music to work to oh cool yeah i, I love it that. yeah it's not like, hey, I'm at a nightclub. Get your energy vibes for work. It's more like, hey, I'm just cruising through, doing some emails. Nice, nice. Look, 
I've also got a playlist here for some, uh, should we call it me time? Ooh, sexy me time? Just some solo me time, you know what I'm saying? A bit of a DJ sesh bit south of, a, of the border. Bit of a, I know you're not into the electronics, but, you know, if you just want a little bit of a background. Oh, yeah. I've, I think I've timed it well. All right. It gets you in the mood, then it gets kicks off a bit, and then it's a denouement. <laughs> yeah. My theatre directing skills have come into play Oh, my here. God. This is so good. Shall I share it? Yeah. All right. It's called Me Time, and I'll share it on uh, Do you know what's so weird notes. now is that anyone who switches this on for their sexy me time... <laughs> is going to think of me? They're going to think of you. <laughs> Just my head from the we don't have time for this artwork. <laughs> Just floating around in your head while you're having a good session with yourself. With the snot dribble coming oh, out of your nose. Enjoy that. <laughs> I may have killed that for everyone. I'm so sorry. Might just keep the playlist to myself. <laughs> Cue the outro. One of these days we'll have an outro to our podcast. We've done this for way too long because we've just got nowhere to be. <laughs> uh, time to go to bed. Good night. Signing off.